Hey, my name is Brendan McCauley. I'm an entrepreneur just like you. But the real question is, who am I, what do I have, and why should you care? Stick around for this episode and find out. I've spent the last five years learning from the most brilliant entrepreneurs today, and now I've left my nine to five to take the plunge and build a million dollar business. The real question is what does it take to become a successful entrepreneur and create financial freedom? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share insights from world-class entrepreneurs to grow my online business and create a community of raving fans. My name is Brendan McCauley, and this is Growing Entrepreneur. Welcome to the first official episode of Growing Entrepreneur. It has been one incredible journey to actually get uh, really from where I had started all the way through to this point where I'm having a conversation with you now on my camera with my now beautiful setup and I'm very, uh, very excited to share this with you. So what I want to do is I want to really give you an insight. Who am I? Why should you care? What do I have to offer you? Like what is this whole growing entrepreneur thing? And here's the funny part. If you're into marketing, you're probably familiar with Russell Brunson. And the one thing that he says, and he's the the creator, the founder of ClickFunnels, he says, most people will not watch your episodes until way later down the line. So chances are you're probably watching this episode now either because someone told you about it or you're coming later on down the line. Maybe you caught like a couple other episodes and said, all right, you know what? I kind of want to go back to the beginning and, you know, figure out like, what is this crazy growing entrepreneur thing? And can it help me? And people have talked about it, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe you're a friend of mine, you know me, and you just happen to be checking this out because as I said, hey, here's the first episode, watch it. Um, but you know, most people don't really always know somebody's story, right? So it's really easy to either you know pass judgment or just have an idea about what something's about. But what I wanted to do is just give you a total in-depth, transparent view of where was I at, how did it get me here, and kind of like what that story is in between, and the reason why I created this Growing Entrepreneur podcast in the first place. So let's back it up. And if you're just listening to the audio version, I highly recommend go back and watch this on the YouTube channel. It's going to be the full-length uh, video portion of this podcast and it's going to have all the pictures and other things I want to include in there just so you can really see you know a lot of this transformation and how it got to really where it is right now. So all the way from the beginning, I'll take you from when I'm like a little kid. And when I had first started off, uh, basically my parents had got a divorce when I was really young. And when they did that, what wound up happening was uh, I'd actually turned to binge eating. And it was really challenging. So basically my parents, they split up, wound up getting uh, you know new step-parents and stuff. But through that, my coping mechanism was to turn to food. So the reason I tell you that is because that had a huge, huge, huge effect on me personally. That had a huge effect on just how I thought, the way I looked at things. And I'll be honest, man, like it was tough going to school. Like I would literally, I'd go in there, I would wear jackets and I live in Florida. Like I would wear jackets to try and hide the fat and just, I was really ashamed of what I had looked like. And you know, kids would pick on me. So I became very sensitive to other people's feelings and how they thought and the way that they were perceived. So I just tried to make myself, you know, very conscious of how I, uh, how I treated others, how I approached others. So through, you know, kind of that journey, uh, my mom had originally started going to Weight Watchers and she invited me to come, you know, cause obviously I was struggling with weight at the time and through Weight Watchers, that was really like my first glimpse into group coaching and 
how impressive having a support team really was to accomplishing your goals. So when I had started Weight Watchers, you know, for a little kid, uh, I mean, I weighed a pretty significant amount, probably 40 pounds more than I should have. And by the time I was done Weight Watchers, I dropped about 35. So like that for me was a huge transformation. And the reason I tell you that, and the reason I, I really harp on the weight loss portion is because through that weight loss series, that weight loss, you know, journey that I had gone through, it taught me a lot, a lot of really, really, really important principles that I apply in every area of my life, especially entrepreneurship. And that's what had eventually led me to write my first book, 13 Principles to Achieve Greatness. And actually, I'm looking at it right now. So through these principles, I just want to share these with you real quick. So first off, invested in yourself. Uh, so what I did, especially from a weight loss perspective, is why I invested in myself, right? So I invested time, I invested knowledge, I invested energy, I invested, you know, going to the gym and sweating my ass off. Uh, but it all eventually paid off. The second principle was I learned that uh, perception is everything. So the way that you see something can make all the difference in the world. Uh, the third one, watch your language. And through that, you know, just what was the language that I was using for myself? You know, when I looked in the mirror, was it positive uplifting or was it really, you know, negative, like holding me back and just, just, it was almost like beating myself down and that's not good to do to yourself. I mean, you wouldn't do it to others. Like why do it to yourself? And that was something I had to seriously learn how to overcome because, you know, I look at myself in the mirror and I didn't have the confidence. I didn't know how to present myself. I didn't really, I didn't have that ability to, to come off and really explain what it was that I wanted. I just, you know, I knew I was in a spot where I didn't want to be anymore and I knew I had to make a change. Principle number four, and even Simon Sinek talks about this, it's uh, discovering your why. So like, what is what is the driving reason? Like for me, I wanted to lose weight. And that was my huge why. So I was able to go through that and I had a, a tremendous transformation. And then that's kind of played through the rest of everything else that I've done. So consistently as we go through this podcast, one of the biggest things that I'll, I'll talk to those that either I interview or if I'm doing you know, a solo show is figure out the reason why. Like what motivates you to push forward? What motivates you to get going? What motivates you, especially as an entrepreneur, to start from here or even from like down here and then eventually get you up. Because if you've got this driving desire that pushes you, that motivates you, that gets you to where you want to be, that makes such an incredible difference. And when I go to work with somebody, the first thing I do is I establish what's your reason for doing it. And when I did it for me, like I, that was a burning desire. Like I had to have this happen because I was so sick and tired of where I was at. And you can really apply that same concept across the board, whether that's relationships, whether that's your business, whether the current job you're in, the nine to five, uh, for weight loss, you know, whatever that thing is that pushes you, allow that why to be the one thing that's going to take you from where you are to where you want to get to. Next one, uh, visualization is key. So, you know, the first thing that they tell you, anyone that's been successful, that's succeeded on some kind of crazy journey, whether it looks like they did it overnight or it took them, you know, 15 years, begin with the end in mind. Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, picture in your head what you want to see happen. And then what it does is it paints that roadmap, right? So it says, okay, it's much like a GPS. So when a GPS, when you go to plug in the coordinates, so like I live in Florida and if I wanted to go to Disney, does the GPS say, okay, start here. And then it just starts tracking it out and eventually you get to where you're going. No, what happens is that the GPS puts the tracking location to where you want to go and then it carves a road back to where you're at and then you have this road on where you want to get to. So especially as a growing entrepreneur, if you're to the point where it's, 
you know, okay, I have an idea of where I want to get to, but I'm kind of cloudy. Well, then your results are probably going to be a little cloudy. You know, getting stressed out is probably going to be more inevitable for you because you don't have a clear idea on where you want to get to. And a lot of what I like to do, especially in this show as we go, is we're going to define, okay, what was the biggest hurdle you had as an entrepreneur? So, you know, assuming that I'm interviewing somebody and how did you get over it? What was the end goal you had in mind? And then how did you eventually get there? So you'll be able to learn from these people, right? You'll be able to pick their brains, find out, you know, what's the the challenges and the struggles they had to overcome. And then ultimately you can apply these things in your life. And if there's certain areas or topics or things in particular that maybe you're struggling with yourself, like those are the kind of ideas and concepts that I'd love for you to shoot at me, send it to me in an email and a contact, uh, or even if you, you know, if you've done super successful, amazing things yourself and, or even just a little hurdle that you were able to overcome and you want to share that, I'd love to have you on this podcast. So then that way we can bring and spread this message to so many more people. Okay, now the next one is creating laser focus. So many times, especially for someone who's a brand new entrepreneur, and sometimes even for experienced entrepreneurs, half the trick is trying to make sure that you don't get what they call shiny object syndrome, right? So all of a sudden you're looking at this one thing and it's like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, a squirrel. You know, and then all of a sudden you're just, you go absolutely everywhere. And one thing that I had to learn how to do was there's, to not get blindsided by other things that will just randomly come out of nowhere and look like a better opportunity than what you're already focused on. Because the truth, and I'm going to say this from a financial standpoint, there's so many different ways for you to make money. So investing, real estate, uh, online courses, I mean, like whatever it is for you, Amazon, drop shipping, pick one and stick with it. So that's why, you know, even for like the title of this podcast is Growing Entrepreneur and the tag uh, tagline below is focus, follow one course until successful from, from the weight loss perspective. Um, my biggest thing was I had to say, okay, this is exactly where I want to go and nothing is going to veer me off the path. I don't care what comes up. I don't care how many donuts there are. I don't care if someone brings a whole over a whole thing of cookies or sweets or, you know, whatever the deal was. Um, I'm going to create laser focus. I'm not going to let anything distract me. And one of the biggest pieces was the, the time management and just the having a routine. Because when you have the routine, you, when you like get up super early in the morning, that's when I really had established this concept of getting up at 4 a.m. And originally, I think I had even started with five. And then from there, I remember reading a couple books and someone was like, okay, well, try and wake up, you know, half an hour earlier and see what else you can do. And then I got into 4.30 and then I said, well, you know what? Let me challenge myself again and let me see if I can push it back half an hour. So now for, uh, I don't know. So I'm 32 now at the time of shooting this. And when I had first started, you know, really getting into this routine, I was probably... 17, 18, like 19 years old. So that for me was kind of like my transition period. So, you know, I mean, it's been going on for quite some time and now getting up early like that is like no problem. And then usually I'll go to sleep by anyone that knows me. (laughs) I'm I'm out by like eight, maybe eight 30, like nine o'clock and be pushing it. Now, given you have like your, your every other once in a while where you'll be up like super late, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, I hit the bed pretty hard and then I get up and I focus on what's important to me because I have a crystal clear laser vision of where I want this to go. It just, it made me tunnel vision on exactly what I wanted to do. And I knew 
I knew, okay, when I wake up, I'm gonna do this, then I'm gonna do this, then I'm gonna do this. And it was like, bam, bam, bam. And I was able to work very quickly to make this stuff happen. So like, for example, I want to get my whole studio set up and everything. So if you look behind me and you're, and you know, if you're not just listening to the audio, I want to have, you know, a cool little light back here, like my bookshelf and my pictures and like this whole setup and like this big ass light on top of me, because I saw that in my head and I was very focused to say, all right, I know what I want this to look like. And I want it to be high quality. I want it to come across as something that's going to be super helpful and genuine and have like a really crisp, sharp kind of look to it. So that's what I was able to accomplish because I knew what I wanted. I created a a crystal clear vision. So, you know, one of the biggest things I'll challenge you is start with your why and then have a very dedicated vision of what that looks like. And then just, you, you make it a goal to not veer off the course. Now, every now and then something I've learned just for me personally is, you know, you'll try something and there's a difference between it not working and you just not giving it enough time. And that's, I think that's true in a lot of different cases. And that kind of goes back to the whole shiny object syndrome where, you know, you'll try it for a little bit and say, oh, that didn't work. Oh no. You know, like I I gave that a shot or I tried everything and like, that's just, that didn't work. Okay. And you can apply that concept to every area in your life. Oh, well I tried dating a couple girls and you know, they're all like that or they complained a lot or they're just like, just kind of sleazy or, you know, like whatever. But, you know, you can say the same thing about business. Oh, well, I tried this drop shipping thing or, oh, I tried real estate or, oh, I tried this. Dude, sometimes you, you need to get around the right people. Uh, and I just found that was super critical and helpful for everything that I wanted to do. Um, and I'll explain that really as I get into my story, how I surrounded myself by like the right kind of people that made all the difference in the world, all the difference in the world. Uh, so anyways, the next principle, discipline, consistency, and balance. Um, so having that discipline, again, that kind of goes back into your routine where you do the things that suck. Uh, there's a book called eat that frog and in there, you know, the biggest thing that they focus on is that you work on the task that is the hardest, most challenging one to do first thing in the morning and then everything else throughout the rest of your day is easy. So that's also why I work out first thing in the morning. And this is not a whole health fitness podcast. I'm just using that because this was a reference to what had really shaped and guided my life. And I've, I've really taken those principles uh, and those guys and transfer that into everything I do, including business wise, because there's a lot of similarities. Um, so having that discipline to wake up in the morning, knowing that if I worked out later on in the day, there's so many other things that can, that can happen. Right. And it can be the same thing with your business. Like if you don't take action today, if you don't post on your social media, if you don't shoot a video, if you don't make that call, uh, if you don't attend that seminar, if you don't, you know, do that webinar or go to this event, like what is that costing you? And like for me, I knew that when I was working out, if I tried to work out later in the afternoon, there's, there's chores you got to do. There's homework, there's kids you got to deal with. There's like all these things that can come up and it's the same thing in your business. Like there's so many other things that can just pop up in the middle of the day or, you know, by you just deciding to not take action within these first 20, 30 minutes, especially when it's fresh in your head and all of a sudden, nah, I'll do it later. And then a million other things wind up popping up later. Um, that was something I had to learn to say, okay, do it, do it now. And the second it hits you just to kind of get into that cadence, and that's just the kind of person you become. Uh, Between the consistency, knowing that you have to do it every day, in and out, in and out. Uh, So that was a huge piece that was was challenging for me, right? Because, you know, it's kind of like that that pain-pleasure principle, especially that Tony Robbins always talks about. And I got to the point, and you might be at the same point, whether that's your health, your fitness, your finances, your relationships, whatever, where it's like, dude, I fucking had enough. Like, like I'm so up to here with this shit. Like, I cannot take it anymore. So then you just 
decide to change and then you do it consistently and even just, you know, kind of looking back at my, at my weight and like my weight loss journey, like I've noticed that I fluctuate like this. Um, and then eventually over time, like I've learned to make them kind of like minor fluctuations where I have to put just a little bit more effort and energy to get to where I want to be. And then I can still, you know, kind of coast and keep it on ideally an upward trend. Uh, but the trick is to never stop doing what made you great in the first place. And I've really taken that principle uh, from that I've just learned from a number of different guys that are, you know, mentors and success gurus uh, and have written a ton of different books and really implemented that in my own life. And it's just, I've seen amazing, incredible experiences, changes, just, you know, revolutions, ideas, thoughts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's been tremendously helpful. So my next principle, goal setting. And, you know, as a growing entrepreneur, one of the biggest, most helpful things you can do is set goals. You know, I was watching a training video by Dan Locke the other day, and he said that if you walk pretty much out to anyone on the street and say, you know, what are your goals? Where do you want to be in the next one month, six months, one year, five years, three years, whatever? And the truth is most people don't know. A really interesting quote by Zig Ziglar. He said, how can you hit a target you cannot see? Uh, but then how can you see a target you do not have? And it's really, it's an interesting concept because basically what it is is that you need this goal in front of you to even have any idea of where you're going. Because if it's not there, if you can't see what it is, it's like you're closing your eyes and all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm going to hit that thing. You have no idea what you're pointing to. You have no idea what you're looking at. So you need to first establish a goal because at, look, it's, it's really, it's you versus you. It's not you versus your neighbor. It's not you versus your parents or your kids. It's not you versus your spouse. It's you versus you. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, the best thing that you can do that I've learned, especially, so I've gone to, you know, uh, a good Tony Robbins seminar. And one of the biggest takeaways was he says, raise your standard. So for you, what is your standard? Like, like for me, I had to determine that I want to operate like, like a James Bond, man. I, I want to operate like a 007. I want to be just badass across the board. And that's even why I made my dream board the way I did. Like, you know, just sharp kind of guy, intellectual, great relationship, um, successful, thriving business, drives badass cars, hangs out with phenomenal supportive people, uh, can do philanthropy work. He can give, he can donate. Uh, he can just be like this incredible human being with positive energy that you really want to surround yourself by. And that's really the kind of person that I wanted to become. So over these, these past couple years, like I've really put a lot of focus and effort towards that. You know, that's why I'm always trying to grow myself. That's why I'll go and I'll do Toastmasters meetings. I want to work on my communication. I want to work how I come across and be able to, uh, you know, accurately reflect my thoughts and my ideas to promote these kind of changes in my life. Right. So in order for me to get this message across, like for years, I didn't touch social media. I didn't want anything to do with that. Like I check out like a post every now and then, and that was a hurdle for me. So just like literally just now that I have my brand and my concept and things I want to do. And I have this, this, this confidence behind it, not arrogance, not, you know, full of myself, but, you know, really like a humble confidence to say, look, I know that I have a message in this brain that is worth sharing with others that I know that they'll find helpful. So what I want to do is I want to be able to bring that out on a daily, on a, on a weekly, on a monthly consistent basis where I can share this stuff and that you get tremendous value from it where you're like, holy shit, bro. Thank you so much. This was really cool. And then for me to always learn, like, this is a way 
for me to even selfishly learn from people that have been doing phenomenal things for years that I get to do through my podcast. Like I get to pick the brain of top best-selling authors and you know guys that have like 20 plus books and you know ran million dollar companies. Like that's like really cool shit and that's the kind of stuff I get to bring to you. So I get to be like this conduit of awesomeness. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and that's, that's part of the reason why I put this whole podcast together to be able to bring to you guys and I just, I'm really excited to do it. So after you set your goals, the next piece, and this kind of goes into everything we're talking about is be in business for yourself. And the one thing, you know, as I'll, I'll kind of continue through with my story is that the challenge is that when you do like the 40, 40, 40 plan, like that model's dead, right? So I'll go and I'll work for this company for 40 years. Uh, and then after that, you know, I'll have this money in retirement and my 401k and I can just, you know, live my life into my retirement age and just chill at home. Like it's, you, you look at a model and you stand back from like a third party point of view and you're just like, why are we doing it that way? Like that's like, it doesn't make sense. Right. And like, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's kind of how I looked at it. And I got to the point where it was just, it was driving me crazy. So I was like, okay, I really want to do this thing on my own. Like I know my personality. I don't necessarily like flying chair force one every day at a desk for something that I just wasn't passionate about. And that's where I was for a long time. So, you know, I remember probably three, no, about four and a half, five years back, I said, I want to be in business for myself. Uh, so that's kind of what's had translated into this whole entire thing. So last couple principles, last four, networking and giving. The key to having a successful business, uh, and even as I grow mine, is that I've learned that networking is key, right? So it's all about who you know. What you know is important, but it's all about who you know. And your network determines your net worth. So the more people I know, the more influential bodies, the more conversations that I can have on a, you know, on a phone with somebody or say, Hey dude, just checking in, want to see how you, you know, how you've been doing, what's going on, things like that, being able to go to events, show up. I mean, 80% of it really is just showing up and being there and being willing to put yourself out and say, Hey dude, you know, I would love to go buy you a coffee. Can I pick your brain for a little bit? Some of the best relationships I've ever had have come from literally, I kid you not, reaching out on Facebook to guys that I, were su I was super impressed by, and I said, I would love to talk to you, man. Like, I'd love to pick your brain. Can I go buy you a coffee at Starbucks? Two of those guys that I did that with are now one of, like, they're my best friends. Uh, one in particular, Jose Flores. I, like, I love the guy to death. We're just like this, and like that one thing had just triggered a bond, and now we work like side by side on multiple projects. So be willing to put yourself out there, and then also being a giver, right? So there's a great book. I want to say it's Adam Grant, I believe, who wrote it. It's called Give and Take. And it's all about, you know, he who's a giver winds up receiving so much more. So, you know, especially as we go through, like, it's great to be able to make all this money, right? As an entrepreneur, as a growing entrepreneur. And even if, you know, you're getting your ass handed to you right now, maybe financially, and you're just in a really tough position, um, you know, and, and mine is kind of making that transition from the corporate side to starting to, you know, work for other guys from like a, a solopreneur kind of perspective to now growing my own business and then wanting to grow that and scale that so I can leverage the power of systems and automation to take my business and put me where I want to be financially. So like I'm making that transition into still having this financially secure position on a daily basis. Um, but it's a bit of a challenge, right? So, you know, the, the piece of that, like entrepreneurial part, it can sound glamorous. It can sound sexy, but a lot of times like it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a struggle. And that's, it, you know, it doesn't. So when I say struggle, I mean, just like it can be, um, 
it can be interesting trying to learn everything that goes with it. Because if you've never been in business for yourself, there are, there's a lot of pieces that you need to know on how to implement into what you're doing. You have a very set routine. And again, before we talked about, uh, you know, having that routine, having that discipline. Well, now it's almost like having to break the routine if you were in this nine to five and now transferring and creating your, your own routine. Um, but how do you do that? Like, what are all the pieces you need to know? So those are the things that, you know, especially from like a group coaching aspect, that's what I go through with small, small time entrepreneurs that are really getting up and running from idea creation to actually putting this, you know, pen to paper, setting your goals, figuring out what, what does your process look like? You know, what's the legal stuff you need to have? How do you market yourself? Like everything in between. Um, but it's a, it's a heck of a roadmap, right? And that's part of the reason why I really want to do this podcast specifically is because of all those little things, there's a lot of stuff you really have to take into account. So time management, organization, business, uh, business systems, the networking portion, like all these things. How do you, how do you do that? How do you set goals appropriately. So that's the kind of material that we're going to be putting out on a consistent, you know, just dropping it, a new podcast, a new blog, anything we can do to be able to help you out. Um, and that's also, you know, why we have the, the daily emails and the weekly emails and everything else, just to make sure we keep you on the right track so you can learn and be as efficient as you possibly can. Okay. Uh, next piece, track it. And this is geared definitely more towards the fitness and the health side. So what isn't measured can't be managed. And again, that's kind of the same thing with the goal setting, right? So, you know, if I just say, for example, I want to lose 15 pounds. All right, so where am I at now? Okay, if I'm at 230 and I want to get down to 215, great. So I have a goal to lose maybe, let's just say, five pounds per week. And if you're, you know, pretty heavy, that's it's not a very, very hard goal to accomplish as long as you're consistent. Um, so can you track it? Like every day, like... There's a difference between lead measures and between lag measures. And I want to say this is the four disciplines of execution. So your, your lead measure is what really makes the difference. Your lag measure is basically what you can measure, but it doesn't affect the outcome of what's going to happen. So for example, a lag measure for losing weight, that's more stepping on the scale. So the stepping on the scale doesn't change the weight that you're going to weigh. Um, and the same thing, you know, with your finances, like looking at your, your balance sheet, your income statement, statement of cash flows, like that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily change what happens with your business. Now the lead measures in losing weight, how many calories did you intake? Okay. How much, how long did you work out? How much water did you drink? Like those are the parts that you really want to be able to track that makes all the difference in the world, because then you can modify, you can tweak, you can make adjustments based on where you're at and where you need to get to. Uh, per the results that you're seeing. And it's the same thing with the, the finances portion, right? So am I making my 15 phone calls a day to get five prospects uh, to attend a webinar to get you know a 10% or 50% closing ratio so I can actually increase sales? So those are the things you definitely want to track and implement into your life. And if you struggle with the tracking portion, totally get it. It's not something that comes normal to most people. Um, but that's one thing that we help and I help entrepreneurs with to be able to focus on that because that's such a critical piece of your business. And I know for me, when I started tracking everything that I wanted to put effort and energy towards changing, that's where the magic happens. That's where I can officially uh, say, hey, dude, you want to change this? You know, like, and I'm talking to myself in the mirror. You need to do this every day. You need to eat like this. You need to, to work out like this and blah, blah, blah. And eventually I got to the point where I had just incredible success. So I was really happy about that. Uh, the next thing. 10x everything. That's the next principle. 10x everything. And if you're familiar with Grant Cardone, he's got the 10x principle. 
And it's really the, the idea is that whatever you think something's going to take, uh, the amount of effort, the amount of energy, the amount of time invested, um, how much you're willing to put into something, 10x it. Whatever you want your ideal income to be, 10x it. Like just imagine that whatever you think something's going to take is going to take 10 times longer and whatever you want to achieve, aim 10 times higher. So I think Les Brown said, most people don't fail in life because they aim too high and they miss. Most people fail because they aim too low and they hit. So the, like the, the thing is, we don't always believe, like we have these limiting beliefs. And you know, when I got really deep into the coaching portion, what I realized is that the limiting beliefs is what truly holds us back from uh, achieving whatever we want in life. And what I've realized that a lot of times is that we don't think we can hit what we see other people do because in our minds, we've already decided that it's not possible. Like, oh, I can't hit that or, oh, that's too hard or, oh, that's going to take too much effort or like too much work. And the truth is, yeah, it might, but you're fully capable of it. You're a human being, just like the next human being. You have a brain, you put on pants the same way they do. Like, don't let the, the word $5 million scare you. Don't let I lost 45 pounds scare you. Like, as long as you're willing to put in the effort and the energy and the time, you can do absolutely incredible things. And that's the kind of stuff I want to show you through this podcast, through this platform, through Growing Entrepreneur, that there's always a new level. You're always growing. There's always something next that you can hit, and it's totally doable. Last piece, plan, do, review. And everything that we talk about is all going to talk about, okay, I'm going to set a plan. So that's your goal. That's my burning desire. Why? This is what I'm going to accomplish. This is what has to, has to, has to happen. Then number two, we're going to do that plan. Okay. So I'm going to put into action. Massive, massive, massive action is what this is going to take to make this happen. Okay. And then after that, I'm going to review my plan. So I set this goal. I did this thing. What happened? Here's the deal. It doesn't have to be fucking perfect. <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect when you start this. I, I'm still going through. I'm creating artwork for my podcast. I'm putting stuff out as I'm first doing all these things. I'm shooting this video the best that I can. There's a million things I'm probably going to change over time, but look, that's okay. If you're just going to the gym for the first time, it's okay. Just put a plan. I'm going to walk on the treadmill for the first 10 minutes uh, and I'm going to call it a day. Great. Do that 10 minutes and then review. How did I feel? Did I feel better? Did I like it? What will I do tomorrow? And then you set a new plan moving forward to the next step and then you do that part and then you review it and you just create this process, right? So it just, it makes such a big difference over time. As long as you stay consistent, you plan to review, you can do absolutely incredible things. So let me kind of take you back to the beginning after I had, you know, gone through my weight loss journey with Weight Watchers. And I'll, I'll kind of give you the rundown of the, uh, the career history and the school and like everything else and how that, that kind of led me to this, this spot. So I got them all listed out. So when I was between 17 and 19 years old, uh, that's when I was still uh, getting out pretty much out of high school and I was making my way to college. And that was really when I had taken on my first uh, sales position. So I was actually, I was doing Cutco knives for a while. And it was a great learning experience, but it taught me a lot of really good, valuable skills, especially for, you know, how to communicate with people. And, and it's just like, that was one of my first official sales jobs of just learning, you know, what are sales about and learning from people that had been tremendously successful, uh, really in that entrepreneurial kind of world. 
So I stuck with that for about three years. You know, all the perks that kind of come with it, right? So especially as an entrepreneur, set your own hours, work when you want to, uh, unlimited, you know, commissions as, as much as you can possibly make, like the whole thing. So like, I love that concept. So, you know, during this time, I'm getting my undergrad, uh, I'm doing the whole fitness workouts. I'm starting to get into like coaching. I'm doing some, uh, some Cutco sales. And then I jump from the sales into becoming a waiter, right? So, you know, my parents always said, Hey, you know, you should try being a waiter. It's good experience. So I did that for a couple years. And then eventually at the age 21, I wound up getting into my first official like corporate nine to five, um, working for a healthcare company. And I was, you know, it was, it was cool because it was, it was started off as like an internship. So I was just like, you know, you start off not knowing anything, getting my hands wet, uh, get my feet wet and just, you know, saying, okay, let's try a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of this. And, uh, really, you know, during that time over the next like eight plus years, uh, I was still working for the same healthcare company, but like it just, it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling. Like I, I was doing, I was kind of the, the normal thing, right? So like I had found my nine to five, I was going to school, getting that part done. And I just, I wanted more. Like I wanted to feel like I was really having an impact and what I was doing there just, it wasn't doing it for me. Like I wasn't connecting. Um, it wasn't being like the best version of myself. So in between that, I, uh, I basically, I graduated, I got my undergrad and I took like the next two years, like as soon as I was done to figure out like, what do I want to do? Like, like really at the end of the day, here's a question I asked myself. I said, if time and money were not an issue, how would I spend my day? And that was one of the most profound questions I ever asked myself. And I remember I, you know, I've taken so much time just to sit there and stare off or close my eyes and say, all right, like, what do I see myself doing? Like, what's going to make me happy? And I didn't have that answer for like the longest time. So dude, I tried everything. What else did I try? Uh, I think I tried digital, uh, digital art. So, you know, like digital drawings doing like, you know, video stuff. Um, I tried cooking. I tried being a firefighter. Uh, I was, you know, doing like sales for a little bit. Like there were a number of pieces that just, it didn't seem to fit in with where I wanted to go. And I, I didn't have any entrepreneurs to surround myself by. So like, I didn't have anyone going to me saying, dude, you're a hundred percent entrepreneur. Like you've got your own ideas. You've got your own thoughts take that and make a business out of it. So I didn't really like know how to make that transition. All I knew was that I wanted to be sort of in the middle of any kind of thing that had to do with, you know, coaching somebody to get from point A to point B. And like, that was it. <laughs> that was all I knew. Uh, so at the same time, after going through those, you know, the kind of like two year hopscotch between trying to figure stuff out, my parents were like, dude, go back, get your master's degree, knock it out. And then and then, you know, you can go from there and ho hopefully race through the company or whatever that's going to transition into. So two years after I basically go in, I say, all right, I'm ready. So 2013, I hop in and I, uh, I go for my master's at FAU. And during that time period, you know, put in, bust my ass, plenty of hours in on Saturdays, doing the study and doing the homework, um, you know, pretty good underlying foundation of, you know, all thing business. So it was very, it was business oriented. It was the college of business. That's, that's what I had uh, focused on. So I got my MBA. And after that, I, uh, so 2015, I graduate between 2015 and 2017, the, my understanding was that it would allow me to kind of race through the company and, you know, get a raise, bigger position, whatever never came, never happened. So kind of put me in this spot where I'm still doing the same thing day in and day out. And I just like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like it literally, it was driving me bananas and I had no other way to get out of this. And at that time I was, uh, I was dating my current girlfriend, uh, Jess at that time. And, you know, so we were already moved in together. We had a spot, we had our kids living with us and there, I mean, there had to be a change. I didn't know how to do it. And, um, 
through that two-year time period up until that point, uh, I decided to go after any certification that I possibly could. So between 2015 and 2017, if it looked like it had to do with coaching, it was kind of like a shotgun approach. So I started off with like health and fitness. So I had gotten my personal trainer certification. Uh, I got my, so that was a NASM. So I got my personal trainer certification. I got P90X and Insanity certified. Uh, so that way I could teach courses and classes. And I was actually teaching at the YMCA for a while. So I tried that route and you know that didn't quite lead to where I wanted to go. It wasn't something that was super scalable. It was still trading time for dollars. You know, It wasn't necessarily like high-end clients. Uh, so it was good experience, but it's not the way I wanted to take it. So then I also decided to get my life coaching certification. That was close to like an 18-month program. I got that. Um, Les Brown, the motivational speaker, wound up having an institute in Fort Lauderdale. So I registered. I got signed up for that. I got that taken care of. And the, <laughs> so the funny part was like all of these pieces that I wanted to do all wrapped up at like pretty much the same exact time, which was really cool. So uh, come 2017, you know, that within those two years, and I decided to make this jump, I remember there was one morning that I had talked to Jess and uh, it was super early. We were getting ready for work. And I said, babe, I want to cash in my 401k and I want to leave my job. And she's like, all right, well, I, I totally support you. I got your back. And that to me, that was, that was the game changer. <laughs> so I basically walked in, I had somewhat of an idea. I had like somewhat of a plan of like what was going to happen and like how this was going to go. And I wind up walking into my boss's office that morning. I just, I had this energy, like just in me as I was walking to the front door. So I remember walking in and I sat down and I said, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for everything you've done. Um, but here's my notice. And I wound up giving them instead of 30 days, I actually gave them uh, or two weeks. I, I gave them 90 days. Uh, worth of time just because, you know, incorporate, it can be so hard to really find that right person and, and to get you where you want to go. So I said, look, out of respect for you. And also, so I make sure I have a game plan. Um, <laughs> uh, here's my 90 day notice. So what I had ended up uh, doing was I basically within that time frame. I cashed my 401k. I had about 22k, 22 grand in my name, and I knew that would be enough to get me by for the next couple months, just so I could make that transition. And I got really close with the CEO and founder of the Les Brown Institute, Matt. Uh, he and I became like this. And when I talked to him, like Matt, look, I want to just, I want to get out of corporate, bro. Like, I want to work with you. I don't know what it's in. I just like, I love to train. I love to coach. I love to teach. Like, let's do something. So come to find out, he's like, dude, all right, you know what? Let's, let, we'll make it happen. I said, look, test me out. All right. Let me come in. I'll work for you minimum 500 a week. If you like me, keep me. If you don't chuck me, I'll figure something else. And he's like, you want to do that? I said, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. So basically, uh, I started working with Matt and I didn't even realize this. He actually taught autom automotive sales. So he, he had been in the car industry forever. And, um, so I decided to take it on and I watched a number of their trainings. I'm really good at just being able to catch up on stuff and just understand something and then kind of like make it my own. And I did. And for close to a year, I wound up teaching automotive sales, uh, with Matt and helping, you know, him and his partner out and, uh, and loved it. And the, the students got so much from it. Now, given, yes, I didn't teach, I didn't actually, you know, sell cars previously, but it was really sales concepts. It was, it was the idea. It was, you know, okay, taking all their experience, all their knowledge, and just, you know, being able to, uh, to share that with brand new students that would come in. So it worked phenomenal. And it got to the point where, you know, he had to kind of put his focus on one way or the other. So, you know, he kept it with like the Les Brown part and I wound up making a transition uh, so funny enough, the way that happened, 
Matt was working out of a uh, a college, and a couple guys had randomly walked in. They were looking for some space, and uh, and three gentlemen, and they were looking at you know this basically this room on the other side. And one conversation just led to the next, and you know, hey, what are you guys doing? What are you up to? Come to find out, they've got their they've actually got two startup companies, more based on like lead generation from like a legal and uh, a solar perspective. And myself and one other gentleman that had also been working with Matt, uh, we basically transitioned and just started started working with these guys. So that was like really my first taste for a startup, which was which was really interesting, and it was it was cool because you go in with these guys that have been super successful in the past. So this was really like my first taste. This was my ability to kind of just sink my teeth into something and start it from like ground floor up. So fast forward about six months later, and uh, they have no more cash flow, <laughs> uh, like like none. Like we burned through it and just didn't get to where we wanted it to go. And like it's, I'll say, man, that was such an interesting. Interesting lesson, interesting takeaway of holy shit, you know, you're putting in this time effort to come around and then one day realize that two weeks has gone by and now you're not getting paid for that. So I didn't have, and I, you know, when I initially had gone into, to work for these guys, um, great guys, you know, and, and this is just stuff that naturally happens in business, but you know, it was with the promise. Okay. Like I'll work for a low amount now. So you reap big rewards on the back end. And I tend to get driven and, and connect with guys that have huge visions, huge goals. And this was a huge goal, like for them, like, you know, like guys, if we can even do a quarter of what we've done in our previous businesses, like we'll blow this out of the water. And I say, look, no problem. I understand we got to keep, you know, the, the operating budget low and everything. So I'll come and I'll work for you for a, a modest salary enough to get me by on a monthly basis. So obviously I wasn't saving up money on the side. And then bam, like two weeks later, Hey guys, uh, yeah, we can't pay you for these past two weeks. And I'm not sure if we can pay you afterwards. <laughs> so we had to like make something happen super, super quick. So I called one of the other partners and he actually wanted to start up uh, another company in a CBD, uh, CBD line. And so we met within like a couple days after I had gotten the news, sat down. He said, well, tell you what, I want, uh, you know, I want two solid guys. So I called my other buddy that had been working with me and we, bam, now we're in a CBD company. <laughs> so coming from the guy that has like never touched, you know, weed, marijuana, CBD, you know, any kind of like oils or anything like that, it was totally brand new territory. And when I first started doing that, it was like feet to the fire. Um, I remember when I first got in there with them. We're creating all this stuff and, you know, he had built out a lot of things, but now this was a chance for us to, you know, take the operational hat, put that on and make all this stuff, you know, go seamlessly. And the first major project we had was to get like a hundred investors at Las Vegas for like, you know, a whole like two day, uh, massive event. Like I'd never thrown an event before. This was all brand new to me. And, uh, wow, what a, what a learning curve. So like all these bits and pieces I've been going along and learning were phenomenal. And then, uh, I think that did that for almost two years. I was working with that. Uh, it was going well. And I had, you know, I had this spark. I had this opportunity where I'm like, you know what? They're doing good. Uh, I'm going to transition out of that. And I now had a chance to actually work with another guy who did coaching full time. So, uh, basically transitioning from the CBD to this other gentleman, I got a chance to work with him for about five months and, um, totally different perspective, right? So more of like your, your solo entrepreneur, he's been super successful in the past and I got to run some operations and set up, you know, uh, automations assistance for him in the back end. And then uh, that went really well. That was about a five-month engagement and then transitioned out of that to now being able to work as a full-time coach, doing Growing Entrepreneur, and uh, one other thing on the back end of that. So over the past two years, I wound up connecting with a woman who's become my accountability partner. 
And if you've never had an accountability partner, it can be tremendously helpful because that is the person that you talk to practically every day where you get to literally check in and just make sure you're on the straight and narrow. So she's been a person I've been talking with for a pretty, pretty consistent long time, almost like an hour every single day. And through that, I knew she was building out this coaching academy and this transition from the last guy I was working with to now actually worked really beautifully. So now I get to be a lead trainer for her doing that a couple hours during the week at the same time, being able to focus on my brand and build that up and help other coaches. So uh, needless to say, I say all that to say it's been quite the journey. It's, uh, you know, probably not the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Orthodox. <laughs> uh, there's certainly a couple things that I'd probably recommend that you don't do, like cashing in your 401k if there's other options to make sure that you have something steady with like a solid game plan. But look, these were decisions that I made that shaped the person I am today, and I'm thankful for it. You know, I mean, financially, this is something that I'm definitely working towards. I want to build it up where I've got that consistent income coming in from multiple streams. That's a lot of what I'm going to be focusing on and talking to these guys about on these podcasts. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bits and pieces, and you know, I just I want to hear from you? Like what are the things that you want to learn about? Like as a growing entrepreneur, where are your biggest struggles? Is it time management? Is it budgeting? Is it how do I, how do I scale? How do I get virtual assistance? How do I move from brick and mortar to online, you know, and start going digital? Um, how do you tell your story? How do you get a podcast up and running? How do you leverage all this? How do you create a scene like this? You know, like all tips and tricks for like cool video and camera work. Uh, how do you manage all these different pieces, bits of your pieces so that way you can actually still have time with your family and live a balanced life? So, you know, when I first had written my book, uh, The 13 Principles to Achieve Greatness, the whole idea behind that was to say, okay, you know, from a very high level, here's the areas that, you know, you really want to try and focus on. And then that's going to lead really into this growing entrepreneur podcast and show and everything else, because this is really what's going to give you the meat and the core and like the how to's of how to get shit done. How do you really take what you want and turn that into a translatable hands-on business that is actually tangible and that you can focus on every day and you can grow, uh, you know, and, and just be the best version of yourself doing that, Right. So look, I know that was a lot to a lot to spew, and I'm sure there's always bits and pieces in between there that I can harp on a little bit more, or if there's one thing in particular about my story or catching in your 401k of like the do's and the don't do's and was it a good move, was it not a good move? And we can have certain like segments and kind of silo those out. But outside of that, I mean that's kind of been my life in a nutshell. So I mean to recap, I'm 32 years old, living in West Palm Beach, Florida, a beautiful significant other going on six years. She comes with two kids, so yes, I went from single to stepdad really quick. And, you know, I mean, I knew what it was like because my parents had gotten separated. So like I've been in their position. So really just trying to be the best version that I possibly can, trying to be this role model, teach them how, you know, do all these things from a young age that, you know, my mom had shown me in terms of uh, budgeting, living a healthy lifestyle, being respectful. I mean, like all the pieces that are important. And that's really what I want to bring to this. So Look, I hope you got a lot from this episode. It's my first official intro episode, so I'm sure at some point I might even reshoot it. Uh, if, this is, if you're watching this and you're actually listening to the first episode, awesome. I'd love for you to continue on the journey. If you're on episode, I'm sure maybe 386, and all of a sudden you come back, you're like, oh, I wonder what his first episode looks like. Well, this is it. <laughs> uh, one thing I will say for myself as I go through these, I'm always trying to get better. Uh, the way that I come off, the way that you view everything, the topics that I touch on. So I'm very open to feedback. One thing that I do always talk to my team and people I work with is if there's something good, let's talk about it. Let's bring it to the table. If there's something that's 
bad or needs to be changed, let's definitely talk it. Talk about it. Let's definitely bring it to the table because if you don't address it, then it can't be fixed. You don't know what, what there is to change. So I say that to say that if there's something that you see that you're like, Hey, Brennan, you know, I, you're doing great on this, but I'd love to see like this change or could you add more here? Or can you tweak that? Or like when you speak, maybe I have a tendency to speak very fast. So like I can get very excited and I can just go, I can go a million miles an hour. I can talk really, really quick. So I've had to learn how to kind of slow down so that way I can get my message across effectively. So, you know, I I appreciate any feedback you can give. And look, all I can say is please hone into these episodes, listen, get as many golden nuggets as, as it from you pot from the, it's English, get as many, uh, golden nuggets from these episodes as you possibly can. And I'm going to try and bring on the best of the best for you guys. You know, like this, the second episode I got was with a guy, uh, Mike McCallowis. He's a New York Times bestseller. He's got six books, incredible dude. Like bringing on guys like that uh, is, is what I want to do, man. Massive value, maximum value. So, all right. I think, uh, I think I'm done. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tune in, like, subscribe, and uh, you know, let me know what your thoughts are, how I can provide and serve you, and I will see you on the official episode one coming up right after this. Hey, it's Brendan, and thank you so much for listening to the Growing Entrepreneur Podcast. Look, if you enjoyed this episode and want more content just like this, do me a favor, hit the like and the subscribe button. That way I can create consistent content on a daily basis focused on what's important to you. Uh, Also, leave a comment. I'll make sure to get back to it as soon as possible. I will see you on the next episode.